Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the show. This is a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and conspiracy, the fringe and supernatural. This is a show where we do little to no research on our topics. We are not professionals in any field except speculation. This is the Secret Transmission Podcast. And today we're talking about the first annual Aurora, Texas Alien Fest. Hello and welcome Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Aurora incident, but more, we're going to be talking about the Aurora Alien Festival that we mm-hmm. just came back to, came back from? from. 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 I'm your host, Toby. I'm Rudy. Kristen. So, today, we got up early and we went to the Aurora Alien Fest. It's in Texas. If you don't know where Aurora is... That we're speaking about. It's in Texas. So, let's talk about what the incident is first before we play all our clips. Because we, hopefully the clips sound okay. It was pretty windy outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just kind of recorded random at random times for a random amount of time. <laughs> but the Aurora incident that happened. Now, was it in April? It was actually, this is actually like the hundred what 16th year anniversary of it. Because it happened in uh, 1897. Right. But it was on April sixteenth, I think. Was it okay? So it or seventeenth, something so like that. So this did happen in eighteen ninety seven, like I said. The story goes, and at the at the thing, we they had a couple of speakers, and uh, Jim Mars was uh, was there. They played one of his videos. Unfortunately, he couldn't stay very long. He uh, he double booked himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to be in Philadelphia, like today like this afternoon yeah something crazy but right. we, we did get to watch a little bit of his documentary that he made and it, it was a pretty good pretty good i mean i previously before going i had watched two of the documentaries that had been filmed there like mm-hmm. on the discovery from the discovery channel or something so i kind of got the same information twice right but they were both they were both pretty good and or the the documentary that we watched there was pretty good but a lot of information the story goes there was lots of reports of this a flying cigarette cigar shaped yeah. uh, object in the sky. Uh, this is also several years before the Wright brothers come up with the, their airplane. What mm-hmm. are those? They're they're not hot air balloons. Dirigibles. Yeah, I can't say that word. So you're gonna say it. <laughs> say it one more time. Dirigibles. So those were the only thing, but they didn't. They, they weren't. They weren't available yet. It was a few more years before they even became common. Really? Yeah, See, in the sky. And those aren't that fast either, though. No. So, no, they said it was traveling at least 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, and what was the... What did the scientists... Oh, yeah. At the time, scientists believed that no human could um, withstand uh, anything faster than 40 miles an hour. And I think that fact came from Tui? Snyder? Uh, no, it was, the, it was from his documentary. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, so... That there was reports all around the United States of this flying cigar-shaped object. And some people were reporting that it was landing. Some people were just a bunch of different crazy things. Oh, yeah. So the the main story comes down to this cigar-shaped object crashed through the uh, mayor at the time, his windmill. What was the other thing? That... It, he was actually a judge. Was um, he the judge or yeah, mayor? He, he was a judge. Judge. Okay. Judge Proctor. Judge Proctor. Judge Proctor. Mm-hmm. And they said it was... They say that it's a windmill, and that is what... When you go to Aurora, that is what they will say, that it is a windmill. Mm-hmm. And it was the great-grandfather who witnessed its daughter who gave the tour. I can't remember her name. Tony. Tony's her name, because she also did some of the artwork that was in there. Mm-hmm. Right. So she said, and she will swear by it, it is a windmill, where other people think that it's a windless, which is what they said in the documentary, and she said that her and Jim Mars have a disagreement on it all the time. So in his documentary, he said it was a structure that was by the well that they used to to pull the waters, the big barrels of waters up. Right. And then later on, when they went back out there, that by fact, they found four posts that were stuck in the ground right that was one of the the documentaries they they actually have like built a uh uh a shed of some sort and like covered the well mm-hmm. with a big uh cement slab right so when they went to move it they finally got permission to move it and they found the four anchors metal anchors in the ground 
and which you know obviously kind of confirms that it actually was something a, was standing there at right, one point a in time. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of people do believe that it was a prank that there was no windmill ever there or when what's it called windless windless yeah so a lot of people believe that nothing ever stood there there was nothing there so this is a a prank pulled by the judge proctor judge proctor which something i found interesting too which i'd never heard of before was that he was apparently a prankster too this judge proctor guy i mean can't that be said about anyone though like after the fact like if yeah yeah it can be i mean but... if, if i if i if I got like had a alien experience out here, mm-hmm. and I tried to tell people, people could be like, "Oh, Toby's a big kidder." I mean, right. he jokes a lot. So I mean, see, that's why I can never say anything seriously about something like that is because I do tell tell you know a lot of tales, right? And you know, most of mine are I know they're BS. So if I ever saw anything, I'd just have to look at it and go, "You cried that's wolf. too bad." Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's I, really no, no, too I bad. Believe this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I cried wolf too many times. <laughs> exactly. So. What happened is it crashed through the uh, the windmill. The locals came and, and you know investigated it. Mm-hmm. They found a body next to all the wreckage, mm-hmm. and the it happened to be not of this earth. We kind of got some conflicting tales from people on the tour right. <laughs> that we took. Right, but the main story goes they took the unidentified body, not of this world, to the cemetery. And gave him a Christian burial mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately. And what they did is, supposedly, they buried some of the material from his ship with him. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the scraps, they threw down in the well. That's that's how the story goes. Right. They did put a little headstone on the on the grave to mark where he the being was buried. The headstones have been stolen throughout time mm-hmm. so they well, the original one was stolen around 1972 right after some of the first documentaries started coming out about aurora and then i think she said um there was a they they put another tombstone there right and they kind of drew the same picture that was on it which kind of looks like a cigar shaped right object and then that one was stolen i think she said like 2013 or 14 somewhere right. in that time frame so they just have a big rock sitting there now yeah yeah the the person that was giving us the tour she had placed a giant huge rock that i don't think one person can grab and steal now so well if the original picture that the one that Tui gave you yeah if that's the original i don't know how they could have gotten that out of there unless it was like a bunch of people did it you know, look because it, it looked I pretty mean, big you know uh, yeah i don't i don't remember i thought it just seemed like you know big enough that you could hug it up and muscle it if you mm-hmm. had enough Upper body strength. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you better have some upper body strength to move a rock, though. You know, I don't Arnold care how came and it stole it. Yeah, yeah, Arnold. Uh, powerlifting days. So, also the uh, the landowners of of the well throughout time, they kept drinking the well water where they threw some of the scrap metal down into. Mm-hmm. One of the landowners, he ended up getting like a carpal tunnel and and arthritis, arthritis, and just knots in his hands, n- huge knots, knots and cysts and yeah, yeah growths. If you, if you ever see these pictures, his fingers look awful and it looks painful. Right, it looks painful just to look at. So supposedly they cleaned up all the scraps out of it, and they never told anyone because when that. The documentary people came and they moved that building. They were trying to find pieces mm-hmm. in the well and they didn't find them. And then the kid that they are the kid, the guy that owned it at the time was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when my grandpa had that cleaned out when we first purchased the property." Or he right. talked so there was nothing down there. They said it that they speculate that it was moved to some Indian cave. Yes. Yeah. Some, Do you remember that? I remember hearing, but that. I can't remember. Part when... of it was dumped. Uh, in the well and the rest of it was moved to an Indian cave but they didn't go into any more detail than that right but they did clean out the well later it was actually the stuff from the well that they moved to an Indian cave is that what it was yeah because the other the other part of it was supposedly buried with the creature ah well something went to the Indian cave and then they they cleaned it out well the water that they tested the water and it had high uh, iron Uh, aluminum. aluminum aluminum high aluminum uh, so it's not safe to drink still, but they gave us little bottles of it, which was really kind of cool. So said, so "Don't drink." Yeah, it says, it's, "Do not drink" on the back of it from the the alien whale water. So not only is there aluminum in the water and stuff, mm-hmm. the weird part about it is they found melted like beads of aluminum right. like, around the property. They found aluminum traces in the trees around the property, which some people were trying to 
pin it on to being like World War what one two two they were trying to pin it to be there because there was old military base that was like there. a testing facility mm-hmm. I heard someone say of some sort yeah but we're talking like way before any of the world wars happened this event well, supposedly took place right but I mean well the, you know we, they didn't test the trees until which later on they did say that there that they know for a fact that there was never any explosion on that land that happened to do with World War Two right. But they did. But they did speculate that the explosion took place in midair, hence why there was no crater. Yeah, and that's I don't know. I find or that weird. Slide path or glide path or whatever they call it. I find that weird. That. Well, that's what we were talking about at the show. That it must be a badass windmill for it to hit it, mm-hmm. unless something was going wrong with their airship or UFO Maybe in the first place and that's why they started having like turbulence and landing and it combusted before it ever even hit the windmill and the windmill I just happened to be there. Yeah. That's true. Like the windmill took a brunt of the... Maybe. And this was just going out of you know, they were coming they were they were probably not on course to come down and maybe whenever they, you know different atmospheres, whenever they hit our atmosphere, their ship wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And technology now is they've managed to, you know, just like we adapt, they adapt and they figure out how to make it work to where we go, you know, to Mars and other places. They may have made it where their ships can now land. And back then it couldn't and it was by accident and so it combusted hitting our atmosphere. Someone was talking about how they think that UFOs over time have tried to mimic I our technology. No, no, no. They oh, not mimic, no. Tried to mimic what our current technology was. Like, <laughs> one of them said something about, like, abducting cows or something but a light would shine on the cow and then a rope would drop down and yeah, t- right. I was like what? Yeah. It was like hmm. Yeah, it, 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 they speculated that That sounds UFO, like a flying pirate ship. Right. <laughs> UFOs take on the shape of the of the civilization's current technologies. Right. That way it kind of you know. Yeah, maybe there's stuff maybe some people don't think that their their beams works here. And maybe that's why the rope came and, you know, maybe we, I just thought that we was disassemble their technology and it right. scrambles or something. And so, lo and behold, they happen to have a rope on there in case they needed a tow. So they dropped that bitch down to get an a cow. Alien exactly. rope. Yeah, an alien like, rope. These Americans really love their hamburgers and steaks. Let's see what this is all about. <laughs> but it, it's overall. Barbecue grill tonight in my place. Overall, it is a very weird case if you don't believe it or if you do believe it because of the aluminum found in the trees. The water being contaminated, uh, just weird things. And the the tree, the aluminum in the tree part, though, what she said was unique about it was it was spread and it had um, a spray charring yeah. like an explosion. It not just like somebody just sprinkled aluminum up in there. Right. There was evidence to prove that an something impact. blew up. To that push. there was like an explosive style event that took to place push it in the like air. A bullet. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, it's not like I just went up there and went... Oh, and they aluminum. did say that they did x-ray the land, because a lot of people asked why they couldn't exhume the body, which they say What's that What's the you, law? You know it pretty good. The law is, is that you cannot exhume a body unless the next of kin is notified. Or gives permission. Or gives permission, right. which you couldn't and find the next of kin. That's how they, they cock-blocked whoever was going to... Yeah, in right. 72, they were going to dig it up, and they blocked them from doing that. And because then, that. the same time... The marker got stolen. Yeah, the marker was stolen in '72 and in 2013, I believe. Right, mm-hmm. and then now we got the big, big the ass big rock, <laughs> which is not going to be moved unless you got a bulldozer and a chain <laughs> or a big old truck. Big strong men, and it, and she even said that it's kind of shaped like a, a classic yeah. saucer. Oh, yeah. She's so. like, it's it's shaped like it, and it's I kind of like, shaped like a. Only, yeah, I kind of leaned my head, kind of. And it was funny because people had like dropped off stuff like. A little cross, and, and they a call head. it. Also, we gotta we gotta say they call it Ned, and I, I hope that the the audio picks up. But she explained why they called it Ned. They called it Ned after the old groundskeeper, right. just because he was irritated by the spaceman, as right. she said. But if, yeah, hopefully the like audio the picks up. Uh, and, it, and it was a French uh, journalist that kind of she was having fun with, and oh, if you see a guy about this tall, smokes like a chimney, da 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 da, da his name's Ned. Big ears, wrinkly yeah. face. He, he's a, he, the alien actually lived, and he's disguised as this guy, so if you see him, 
And they apparently hunted him down, and he, like, called her a little while later. Oh, What's going hilarious. on? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that audio, like I said, that wind was killing us. And right. I'll play all the audio I can. I haven't gone through it yet, but whatever you get to hear, that's what was saved. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, was there anything else about it? I mean, the, the actual story that we should cover? Or? Um, the no. people were very friendly. Oh, yeah. I yeah. will say that. If anybody wants to go to this... Uh, event the people are friendly they're very laid back and chilled it, it was a good environment it was like, mm-hmm. it is good i mean you of course you get the couple of people that are speculators and they have speculation about the things that go on and they want there's always that one person that wants to give pushback on this on the subject but there's so many people there that are together and like loving i guess about the situation that it's kind of hard they don't have very much room to tear it apart and i was actually surprised to see how much coverage it was getting from like local newspapers oh yeah there was like three uh, or four and uh, like tv crews and well the one guy was from he said it was from kera i didn't know if it it was was the radio part yeah uh christopher he gave me his card because he interviewed me it was Uh, bigger than expected but i i have a feeling that it's going to grow with each i hope so i would like to see that get bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and i kind of hope it moves outside honestly i kind of hope that they get like boosts outside yeah more like little things for the kids when we first walked in i was like yeah this is a pretty good size for the first first year of this Mm -hmm. and then as soon as people started getting coming in i was like whoa yeah, it was actually a lot more people than I really thought would show up for it. I was kind of, I, I was mean, kind of happy about that. Honestly, they can take this idea for me, but I think it'd be cool because small towns everybody knows about their cookoffs. If you do like an alien cake cookoff, and then you could sell the cakes and get the profits off that, that'd be sweet. How about a cattle mutilation barbecue? <laughs> Throw a rope down. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's got the best rope and can wrestle. It was it was really fun. I I hope they continue to do it. Um, I hope it continues to grow. I mm-hmm. hope they they had some really good speakers there. They talked about more than just the Aurora thing. They talked about other uh, incidents and stuff. Now, the, ba- the main focus was the Aurora thing, since we were in Aurora. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did bring other cool little side things, like that Neo guy. He was really good. Yeah. No. Um, like, his information. I, I would have liked to have once, like... Because I was kind of tired, and I was kind of dazing, but... Once I kind of, like, woke myself up and I actually heard, like, everything that was going on, it was really good. And I kind of wish he would have been able to go on more because well, I, I think like... he got hung up on showing us the pictures of the, the map of everything. Like, he wanted you to, like, visualize, I feel like. Right. And he just, he kept hammering in, here's that dry creek, the dry yeah. creek, the dry creek. And but I think that's what it, where it was like. But it's really neat, and at least they had like a oh, piece cool. to show from that they found out of that guy's possessions. Oh, that was interesting that was too because really we got like a world exclusive on a piece of debris from the crash site. What was it? it was it was a little it was, it was like a little two graphite. inch piece of but metal what was graphite. That case? It was just a little bitty coin purse. I know, but what was the guy's kept. case that he was he was going through? I can't remember. The, it was a colonel or something. It was it was the uh, nineteen fifty like fifty five crash he that it, happened at the uh, Texas Mexico border. Yeah, and he called it the yeah, other Rio Roswell. Green. Yeah, basically, yeah. it was really interesting. We need. I wish we could find out what that was called, but it, it was. I wish. I wish we bought so many books as it was. There's a lot of cool stuff there. There really was. Yeah. Um, I hope to see more vendors next year, a lot more, because that would be. Uh, we spent way too much money on on this. Um, you got to meet Travis. We did get to meet Travis Walton. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Fire in the Sky, uh, it's based on his, the events that happened to him. Well, it's mm-hmm. the Hollywood version of what happened to him. Uh, I'm going to read his book. We didn't get to hear him talk because you had to buy a freaking meal ticket, and mm-hmm. we weren't smart enough to buy the meal ticket beforehand because we were like, oh, we'll just buy it when we get there. And it was sold out. Sold out, man. So we did not get to see him, but... We got to meet him. I got some pictures with him. Uh, I bought his book. I will read his book, and maybe we'll do a future episode on his case mm-hmm. after I'm more knowledgeable on it. Because all I've got right now is the book, the movie. We can do some alien abduction cases too. Some of the big ones. Yeah. We're gonna take a break now, but when we come back, you're gonna hear our recordings from the Alien Fest. Hey, I'm Jason Blute. And I'm Crises. And we are the Crises vs. Blute Show. And we are your world intergender tag team champions of the world. We're a podcast about wrestling, horror, 
and whatever the hell else we feel like talking about. So if that whets your appetite, join us every week as we cover any topic we want. You can check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud, and check us out on social media at The KVSB Show. Do you ever watch Kung Fu? I love Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. If you know Kung Fu, join me on the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss, debate, and dissect Kung Fu and martial arts movies past, present, and future. Available now on iTunes and soon on Google Play Music. You can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Kung Fu Drive-In, the Facebook page Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, or our blog KungFuDriving.com. Just remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Our state of mind, our perception, our thoughts build up the world around us. Do you want to be a slave of your mind or seize control and live the life you've always wanted? The choice is yours. Join me on Almighty Psyche and find out how you and I are the creators of our own universe. Follow me on Twitter, Almighty Psyche. Follow me on Facebook.com slash Almighty Andre. Send me an email for any questions or any topics that you'd like to cover at almighty.andre at genkstudios.com, A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y dot A-N-D-R-E-Y at G-E-N-K-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. See you soon, Almighty listeners. Hey guys, this is Bill. This is Phineas. And together, we're the Tattooed Bananas. We do a comedy podcast, and on our comedy podcast, we talk about all kinds of wacky crap. Like nutscaping. I'll tuck you in tonight. Turning your funeral into a funeral. Can I have an ice pop? Can I have a candy? Dick fishing, furniture banging, and so much more. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and connect with us with the Potter and Family hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, don't forget to check out the Instagram. Throw a bag of bagels at someone's head. So we are outside of the uh, facility at the uh, yeah the like Aurora Convention Center, and uh, we just watched a pretty long intro for the uh, the Jim Mars introduction. He had to run though because well he was double booked. Is that he said he had to be in Philadelphia this afternoon? That's a hell of a trip. Yeah, yeah I didn't understand how he was gonna. Isn't that a pretty good way? He's like you, yeah, you're gonna have to yeah. fly and then haul ass everywhere, but. Yeah, basically he'd have to hop on a plane like right now and get over to where he needed to be. Yeah, we're gonna we're 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 sitting here waiting on the shuttle to take us to the. I think, I think the sign is supposed to be pointing this way, but it's pointing toward the flower bed. I'm sure so. we'll we'll see everyone going to it here in just a minute. So, what did you think? Did you, what did you think about the uh, little presentation of the Jim Mars movie? Thing? I think it's neat, but I think they kind of contradict themselves a lot in it, like talking about it being it like being one of the really airship not. things yeah what, think, what were those do you remember well, no what? i think i think they haven't really like they kind of seem indecisive themselves about if it's true or not and you think them living here and being aurorans they would believe it more aurorans that's what they call themselves <laughs> but you know he's that that's kind of his journalist side don't you think he's got to kind of be objective well, to yeah, it but at the same time i don't know since it is a small town maybe they're fearful to say yay or nay because they don't want to be shunned in the town i don't know i think at the very beginning when he when he got up there before they played the little video he was straight up like oh I aliens are here <laughs> i will say this how do you forget on the only first event of your own hometown of where you are the biggest guy here that you gotta go to philadelphia <laughs> it is pretty funny that he double booked himself. Maybe he's going to time travel and he's going to wind up in Philadelphia. Did you hear him talk about time travel? Okay, I was so like, this, I will say about this when I were doing the video, I did think about this. What if aliens' times is slowed down compared to ours being like, you know, maybe three days to them, 
is like minutes versus us seeing their travel across the U.S. like that, that it is, you know, it's, that it, it's faster They're for on them. a different, like, That's why time speed yeah. in our, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're faster. Their times faster. Well, there are theories in their about world. that once you reach closer to light speed, time acts weird. So you know. Yeah. So. I what was that movie that we watched, Inter Interstellar, where every yes. time they went to a different planet, yes. it was the different times, and ten minutes now, on the planet was like ten years in Earth time or something. Travis Walton seems very secluded. I bet. But he's, I bet he's been through some things with people and right. skeptics and. You, you, I, I guarantee you there's a lot of people that probably walk up to him and just ask him stupid questions, you know. That, so he, he's probably on his guard. But had, had you watched any of the documentaries on the Aurora stuff before? No, I've just, I've known about it forever. Did you, did you feel like, did you feel like the Aurora thing's real? Like, let's just be straight out. See, I never knew that to the guy who was a proctor or whatever his name is. Yeah. I never knew he was a bit of a prankster. You know, See, and that's something I read before we, before, because I watched two documentaries when I, when I found out about this so I right. could be up to date on it and I read some stuff on it and that's, a lot of people say that, See, a lot of stuff that his little movie didn't talk about was how supposedly this town was about to go under like it oh, see they okay. were they were right. betting on the railroad tracks to go to be laid through here and they pretty much got rounded off they the tracks went around right so that was going to bring you know some money to the town having a railroad track right here uh a uh, 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 the, the spotted plague or, or spotted disease Yellow or whatever, fever or whatever, yeah, whatever it was, it was yeah. there was you know a little bitty outbreak that kind of killed off this I'm town scared everybody so there was a lot of bad in this town. So to bring in tourism is what everyone says is the the, the judge that owned the windmill kind of came up with the story. What? It's a very distinct possibility. I mean, people have done weird things. But then again, to... that's where you come down to the newspaper articles of people around the world being like, I've right, yeah. right around the country at the same time. You couldn't get everybody to go with him. That's true. Because back but then I mean, was telegrams, what right? I mean, what if he was what if he was seeing these articles pop up here and there throughout the country, and he's like, you know what? Let's, let's top it off. Let's do something interesting. I don't know. I, I do find that the more interesting thing is that, you know, there's been sightings from California to, you know, wherever with this ship. And, you know, it's it's a couple of years before the Wright Brothers. Right. They did have those, like, hot air balloon type things, but they don't move that fast. And which, what is fast in the... 1897 like what what were they saying in the documentary that they didn't scientists at the time didn't think that the human body could survive 40 miles an hour or more <laughs> well the only weird thing is is that there's just nothing now there's no graves there's no gravestone there's no metal there's nothing to prove it no now the metal's versus... still in the trees and stuff that where the explosion happened yeah, they still find you... traces of aluminum which shouldn't be there well, she's talking about the gravesite though that all that's gone and you know even, even... there's no there's not any solid proof right and it is weird because didn't he say that it was there? They were picking it up on the radar, and before they got a chance, it was gone. Someone they found three holes where the metal were was located in. A, I don't know. In a maybe they came thing. back and picked their crap up. The, like, the aliens are like, "Shit, I'm getting <laughs> money for this on the on Mars." <laughs> I'm gonna put this on Mars eBay. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of our idiot co-pilots yeah. crashed an Aurora, but hundred years ago, they, it, it's part <laughs> it's of their on their own. Yeah. Their own. It's part of their uh, safety diagram and stuff in Mars. They're like. Okay, this is what you don't do. We had a drunk pilot. He we hit a. We almost caught you guys. We were almost caught. He's on that Martian whiskey. <laughs> Martian moonshine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess we're gonna sit here, but they they've got a bunch of vendors here selling some stuff. I bought a Bigfoot action figure. Kristen got a cool Crypto Mundo shirt. And a Bigfoot watch. And a Bigfoot watch. I forgot and about I'm the... currently winning a painting. We're, yeah, we're. <laughs> We're we're fifteen dollars into a silent auction for an alien. I should put I should put twenty dollars on the last outfitter. Oh my god, I'm gonna be so mad. Uh, my own group outbids me. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> I I got a picture with Travis Walton and got a got a his book Fire in the Sky and it's signed to us. Uh, I hope nobody outbids me on that painting. <laughs> uh, we we talked to Tui. Yes, Tui Snyder. She's a sweetheart. We bought two books from her, so... I got the last copy of the Santa... And I, there was one more copy. You want to go buy that one, too? 
Remember they had one for display and one for sale? You bought the last one. Well, that sucks. I thought it was special. Yeah, well. Mine's signed, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll sign the, the last one, too. So Well, I got, we got a free piece of piece of paper in there. Yeah, we got a, we got a free uh, thing. Free picture of the siding. The actual tombstone, right? Yeah, it was. A, I think she said she... She was, got a picture of it right before it was stolen. Well, I mean, I guess there's some proof. Right. Well, she said it was like recent, like 2013 or something yeah. like that. It was actually stolen. It's amazing that it lasted that long before someone took it. I'm going to come back and I'm going to buy it at an estate sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they've got laser tag here, I think. Isn't that what that is? Yeah, big, that big giant uh, uh, saucer with the mean-looking green alien is actually a laser tag pit. So. We'll, we'll have some pictures posted somewhere, yeah. whether it's on our YouTube or... I'll try to get a close-up from this angle probably got more license plates than I did anything, so... <laughs> I'm going to check some my out. She's going to go check on her painting right now, so we'll check back I'm in. i bid on it when you're not looking. <laughs> but use it under a different name, that way she doesn't know. Right, right, I'll use my online name, or one of my, my pseudo-names. <laughs> okay, so we'll check in later. Awesome. No, I'm not going to record the whole thing. Sure. We are sitting on the bus. We are going to the gravesite right now. Sweet. Let's see what Kristen thinks. What? Exactly. We'll report after this. So, my question from one of my reporters that's with us is, where did he get the name Ned? Ned is me being honest. Former cemetery curator's name was Ned, and Ned particularly cared for the alien. So he and I kind of went round and round about it. Um, well, back when they started doing the documentaries, 2008 to 2013, um, people would just come in and interview and interview. I was getting a little tired of saying the same story, so I was asked by some French reporters, um, "Do you think Ned really existed?" I'm like, "Well, yeah." And he's still alive. We're like, what? He's still alive? I said, yeah, absolutely. He, um, because he crashed into Judge Proctor's windmill, he was condemned to a life of servitude, and he has to take care of the cemetery for the rest of his life. And I said, if you go down there and start looking around, he'll show up. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, he will. I said, he's about yay high. And he's all wrinkled up, shriveled, got gray big ears, big old nose, and smokes like a freight train. So, so you can see that white truck. Ned. It's about 30 minutes later, I get a call from Ned. Ned's like, what'd you tell these people? <laughs> I was like, I'll just roll with it. You might have some fun. So after that point, it kind of became yeah, a little jousting back with us. And I think before his passing last October, he kind of warmed up to it, even though he freaked out when I put this rock on him. Um, he actually came up to my office and was like, somebody put a big rock on that space man. It's like, Ned, it was me. So you know about it? Well, yeah, it was me. I put it on there. We found this when we were excavating, clearing the town square. And when I saw it, I said, it kind of looks like what they said the spaceship looked like. It's kind of a cigar shape. So this sucker's heavy. Hopefully he doesn't wander off. The last two headstones wandered off. Uh, one mysteriously disappeared in 72. The other one disappeared after all the documentaries were filmed. Questions about now? How'd you get the rock up here? Oh, my guys brought it. Same guys that are working on the Memorial Garden down here by the pavilion, by the way. What's the shotgun blasting I hear in the background? <laughs> oh, there is a black powder club right down here. Okay. So, yeah, they do full of reenactments and everything, and costumes, so, yeah. Don't worry about the shooting. <laughs> we all have guns. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually have a friend that's a member of that, so... Uh, they're, they're actually really, really, really good neighbors to have them. What's all the stuff that's being put around it? Like, is that just people dropping people off have stuff? People come by and put things out. Yeah, when we got down here, we did our, our dry run of this tour yesterday. We're like, oh, we got a cross. <laughs> we got off on the first tour today. It's like, oh, we got flowers today. Wow, okay. What else are you going to show up here? Does anyone know how many, like, people actually attended his burial? Mm-mm. No? It's... I've never seen that recorded anywhere. Okay. I was hoping you could just give the bare bones of the story of what happened on that day. <laughs> as the story goes. Um, the Great Airship Mystery, which, as I mentioned, um, Tui Snyder is doing a lecture on at 1 o'clock. Um, 
there were several sightings of a flying object at this time. And if you know, it's well before Teddy Hawk. Um, that occurred in 1903. And they saw this airship travel through the United States. Um, it's all over the papers. Um, as a matter of fact, the Dallas Morning News had it. Where's my Dallas Morning News? So, <laughs> anyway, they had it all over the front page. And then very, in the very center, which is the article, if you saw it, the dirt, my VIPs, actually was taken from the crash site. And that's the article that I printed on it before we did the label. Um, so, anyway, he was sighted around 6 o'clock in the morning. The craft hit the windmill with blades, and he burst into flames. When the townspeople got to the site, they found what they thought was the remains of a creature not of this world, and they gave him a proper Christian burial, um, and he's very here. Part of the craft, we are told, is with him. The other part was thrown into the Proctor well, and... Um, According to the former owner, Brawley, it was removed from the well because he was concerned that his family had severe gout and rheumatoid arthritis. And if you saw any of the documentaries, the old man with the knotted up fingers, he always blamed that on the alien water. So that's why all of it was removed. According to another guy who's, because we get all kinds of calls at City Hall, um, his grandfather was one of the ones that helped remove it from the well. And they took it to Chisholm Trail Ranch and put it in one of the Indian caves that's up there. So, do you know where the body was stored so before they buried it? Uh, I think they just brought it straight down here and dug a hole. They buried it the next day. Okay. I don't know the who had day, it. The next day on Easter. Mm. That, day, that date in uh, 1897 was Easter. I haven't heard anybody kept him. but um, so. I'm not sure anybody did. I just wondered. Yeah. Truly, they wouldn't have left him out. With all the People came from all stuff. over to gather up yeah, um, as a child, I actually saw pieces of it, or I'm told it was pieces of it. And the church, the Baptist church that I pointed out, um, they had some of it. When um, they, right after the documentary aired, and um, they had their barn ransacked. So we don't know if any of it was taken, if they still have any of it. Um, but there are another group that doesn't really care about the story either. <laughs> when the pieces started disappearing in the 70s, mm -hmm. um, there was a. Insinuation that the government was involved. Do you think that was true? Oh, who knows? They're always somewhere. Um, you know, it does seem a bit unusual that they occupied this area during World War II and that we had a U.S. Marine glider base here. Um, I know the Air Force has been out here on some investigations, um, and that I believe that was back in the 70s. Um, so it's possible. There's also some pieces that were sent to UNT for special. Mm -hmm examination by, you know, a metallurgist, yes. and uh, they had some interesting things to say about the composition. Very Are unique composition, yeah. reachable, those people? Um, we were trying to get Ken Cherry here, um, and he declined from us. So, um, we um, I am still looking for some of the people that actually participated in that, and hopefully next year we'll have them. So, but yeah, the, the composition was a blended and it had high aluminum content. One of the things that they mentioned about that well water is it has really high aluminum content. So. What did Ned look like? I got asked that last time too. Um, the stories vary and they become really, really insane after a while. They have passed down. But the initial consistent uh, description was the traditional big head and um, Somebody said pointy ears, long fingers, and then the big uh, almond eyes. What color was it? Never heard of color. But if you saw my booth where I painted the little picture of Ned, he's um, aqua. <laughs> Artist choice, right? Artist choice. <laughs> my discretion. So, yeah. Did they say anything about like what he was wearing, maybe? Mm -hmm. No? I didn't see anything. Actually, at the time they said there were... Oh, the hieroglyphic document. Yeah, it was yeah. indecipherable, and mm -hmm. so there was that too. And then they said, and the reason they assumed he was from Mars is because not long before that, when that first telescope got a really good look at Mars, and the scientists theorized there were canals on it. So Hayden and the guy who reported to the Dallas Morning News assumed, since they were saying he didn't look uh, terrestrial, that he was probably from Mars. 
So we've taken the the tour shuttle thing. What do you think of uh, everything, Kristen? I liked it. It was really neat. Very informational. What do you think, Rudy? It was very informative. What What was your take on the guy that knew everything? I wanted to slap him in his jaw. <laughs> so we had this guy who kept correcting the. Uh... He went quiet whenever I said it. I almost I was said it out loud. I thought I said it underneath my breath, but I didn't do a very good job. And I said, "Want to get up there and do it, sir?" <laughs> I didn't hear that. And that girl next to me looked at me and was like, wide eyed. And I was like, Jesus. So the guy that was uh, next to me and Rudy, yeah, me and Rudy, uh, he knew everything and kept correcting our our guide, who wasn't so bad. She was she was pretty nice. She could have spoke a little louder, but. She's tired. You gotta think she's been doing this since 10 o'clock. It's already almost 1. She's giving the same spiel every 30 minutes. But we're outside again. We're not able to see Travis Walton speak because we don't have VIP passes, which kind of sucks bad. Because Travis Walton would have been uh, a really cool experience to hear like his side of the stuff. But I got his book. I'm going to read it. Yeah, I'm going to make my aunt jelly because uh, I've got pictures. Yep. So Travis Walton, of course, is the story of the... Uh, if you see the movie Fire in the Sky, that's his story. So we're going to explore some more. Were you interviewed by the wise messenger guy? No, I, I lucked out. He, you, didn't want to be interviewed. you looked intimidating to I, him. I, I would have used a fake name anyway, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> would you really? What was your, what's your fake name? I'm, I'm thinking Tom Hancock would be my fake name for an interview. Fernando. I like the, Fernando. I, I like Robert Head. Robert Head. <laughs> but, I, but I go by Dick. <laughs> my name is Fernando. I thought this was the way to Mexico. <laughs> my name is Hugo. This Hugo Montenegro. The, this isn't the shuttle from Mexico? So, hold on. So what was, we got me and, Aliens. me and you got interviewed by the, what is it? Wise, Wise Messenger. Messenger. Wise County Messenger. We went to Callisburg. <laughs> We're both uh, Wildcats, go Wildcats. Managed to make my escape was you guys started talking about your old school and I'm like I'm gonna slip yeah away. I saw you slip away and I was like damn it now I'm stuck and I don't know how to end it. This metal roof alone. So I went If you go into the thousands, I'm killing you. Why not go into thousands? I said this roof alone for them costs thirty thousand dollars probably. So twenty dollars is helpful. Oh, there's a red bird. Ah. Rain. No idea what you're talking about. I don't either. Red bird, hey, let's go get red a hot bird dog. represents rain. Can we get a hot dog? Yeah, I really just want a drink. I'm saving my appetite for sweetie pies. Ooh, sweetie pies. Some, Somebody better uh, sing to me there, too. I got aluminum water all over my hands because this was leaking. I know. I, I, I made sure my lid was a little tighter when I grabbed mine. <laughs> we got free samples of the water from the well. Yep. Uh, did you see that you could buy the dirt over there, I think? It's for $3. A, you can buy dirt for $3. The water's pretty tasty, too. I'm not <laughs> I think on the label it says, do not drink. Oh, I didn't see the not. It's on the back. But it does... It. Damn it. It does I'm not say anything an about snorting it. It says alien True. water. Or shooting it. So. I, mean, I have alien water at the house, too, but it's nothing like this. Orange. Weird looking. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. It'd come from a well. It's going to be, like, rusty or something, like, like dirt. Well, water dirty. is clean just like any other water. There wouldn't be no dirt in it? No. Why not? There's not a filtration system down there. So? It comes... The earth filtrates it. Yeah. It's hot. It does. It does. Except it doesn't filtrate the iron in it. Tell us what we're about to do, Kristen. We are about to watch Tui Snyder, the award-winning author do her presentation here at Aurora. We bought two of her books, didn't we? We bought two of her books, which we will... I think we've already said that like three times now. That's your fault. <laughs> You're the man running the podcast. Jesus. I know. I'm very bad at this. But I did want to see... There's two other people that from other podcasts that said they were going to be here. And I kind of wanted to talk to them and just say hi. Uh... Do you know what they look like? Nope, I have no idea what they look like. But one is from the Expanded Perspectives podcast, and the other one is from the UFO Buster radio show. I think there's a guy over there with the UFO shirt on. Well, over there in that corner. Alright, so we're going to shut up because Tui's about to speak. 
is our adventure for the Aurora Texas Alien Festival. Uh, I think it was presented by Vortexes. They're on Twitter. Uh, yes. They yes. they put it all together. So I did get to meet one of the guys from the UFO Buster Radio Show. Go check them out. You can follow them on Twitter. It's at UFO Buster Radio. Um, they are also on iTunes. They did a couple episodes covering the show. I don't know if they're going to cover the show again, but they've got a good show. Go check them out. They were nice. We got to meet Tui. Tui's awesome. She was very sweet. Very just sweet. as sweet as you could think that she would be. Uh, just like everyone I've said, everyone was awesome there. Travis, with his crazy incidents, he was humble. Very, very humble. Um, I, I did walk up to, to Jim's table because he was giving out free like uh, Dallas Morning News of, of the day that the, the crash happened. And 13 different occurrences from Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of different reports in that they same newspaper. They call them police blotters. Mm-hmm. But he was nice, even though he was in a hurry. He was he was like, okay, I gotta go. And one more person walked up, and they were like, can I get a signature real quick? And he's like, yeah, I can do a couple more. So he was already pressed for time and still signing books for people. So that, I thought that was really sweet of him. And if anyone who hasn't ever seen Jim Mars, I hope he takes this as a compliment, but he looks exactly like the old man from Jurassic Park. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's exactly what I and was I thinking. Thought, yes, we're going on an adventure today. <laughs> Um, who else did we meet? Uh, we met Tui Snyder. They had a bunch of cool artwork there that was actually a silent auction, which me and Rudy lost. We're mm-hmm. not happy about that. Mm-mm. But, <laughs> you know, best be to the lucky bidder of that. Right, And right. because, I mean, every penny goes to the Aurora, so that's good. Um, we... Because aren't they, uh, like, re- re-establishing their old um, downtown? Yes, they are. They're actually building a Starbucks and a saloon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gainesville needs so to step it up. We may be visiting Aurora yeah. more often, huh? Yeah. Gainesville has as long steak as there's houses. Old we don't bar have a saloon. <laughs> People oh, get thrown through windows. If they put yeah. on a reenactment outside like oh, every cool. like three hours. Like they do at like be... Six Flags? Yes. <laughs> they have a they have a standoff outside those saloons. Hands down. Best town. Right. Yep. I would definitely love that. Gunfights and alien UFO crashes. And they're really smart about their marketing, too. They're going to put in a saloon, and right next to it's going to a Starbucks. So if you get too drunk, With the hangover, you just walk over yeah. and get you a Starbucks, and they'll sober you right up, and then you can go back to the saloon. Right. So, what do you think? Is the Aurora incident a real alien contact, or are we just misreading it? Like, what do we believe? I think uh, that it could be something, because... I'm very optimistic about it that I don't I don't want to say no until it's proven just completely wrong and I believe that a lot of it lies on exhuming the body and exhuming what's down there which they did say they had an x-ray machine go in there and that there is definitely something down there but we don't know exactly what it is and everything that has any association with it except for where they can show you it's buried is gone and the well we didn't get close to it since it's private property so that was it's a shame it is i we, mean we had to look at it from real far away my, lens, my camera lens couldn't even reach over there and it was really hard so i do know that i did see a windmill that was right by it so they re-put up a windmill right next to that uh well area yeah so that's my only thing about it i i am a the only reason why I am on the fence about it is just because they can't show honest proof of anything. So will you believe in it until they can dig the body up and prove it wrong? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's all I'm asking from you. Just believe in, t- in it until as it's proven wrong. As long as I believe, wrong. there's going to be a cool a, a event festival, to go yeah. to. <laughs> and even after that, you know what? Even if they were to debunk it or I, anything like that, it'd should... be really cool. Because then it would be something that well, they could still, They you said know... that they were having a big, giant metal windmill put up, and they're going to have a UFO, like, somewhere around it, but they were trying to figure out how to make sure it doesn't walk away right. like the tombstones, which and is that's sad. that's so sad, because it's such a small town, and you, that's what I said to y'all. You'd think somebody would talk by now and tell where the piece of rock went? That's my another thing that kind of debunked it for me. Right. But, I mean, it's... It's neat, and like even one of the cops that were there said, you know, hey, you think Area 51's real? Well, there you go. It exists. This place, it has a crash site, and it exists. Until somebody proves it wrong, we can't say that it doesn't exist. 
Alright. What do you think, Rudy? I think something happened, but I'm not sure what happened, because you gotta think, it's it's 1897, and they, they're calling it an aerial event. You know, they didn't call it a UFO, they didn't refer to them as little green men. It was before all that stuff Man, happened. That's, that's really true. Now, they, you know, they didn't really know what... No one... Someone has asked the tour guide, like, what color was the right. alien? And they didn't she, know. They don't know. But they did say, of course, and this is the only thing that kind of irritates me, is they always, and this may be true, this may be what every alien looks like, small mouth, broomstick arms, almond-shaped mm-hmm. eyes, mm-hmm. and a round head. Like, I, you know, I just would like to Your know. stereotypical alien yes. right. that you see. Right. Yes. And that's the only thing that bugs me, because, I mean, you know, we've all seen alien predator movies, and you're like, Boy, there's got to be an alien out there that's scarier than the little almond-eyed blinking at you. That like fire a in the sky alien is scary as hell in yeah, that, that but movie. Weird. This one is different because they can't give you an accurate description because all they said was that this creature was dismembered. Right. And they, it, was of, it was not of this world. They think it was not of this world, and it was you know about the size of a child, is all they could really say. They, they didn't have any hard description of it. And one of the reasons they believe that it was an of this world was mm-hmm. something about they had just had a telescope that could see to Mars and right. they saw all the canals, canals and, and everything. Right. Uh, so speculated so they, it. They speculated that people or people that something could live on on Mars. Right. And so they assumed, hey, this fellow may be from Mars. Right. Maybe a Martian. So, but I I think something happened there. I'm you know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. You have enough evidence to say yes, some you know it is a down you know spacecraft, and then you have enough evidence to go. I, maybe something happened where the town was dying and they needed something to go. Papa, let's put us put ourselves on the map because at the time all those UFO sightings were happening across the country from California all the way to New York. So why not hit Texas? Right. So yeah. why not have something crash land in Texas at a time when your town's literally dying? Yeah. Oh, that was another thing that we should have added with all the information we gave. The town was about to just die. Mm-hmm. They had um, the some kind of uh, a fever, a fever that killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. They had a fire that fire. killed crops. They and destroyed part of the town. Did it destroy the old, part of the old town? Histori- uh-huh. Yeah, the old uh, district oh, okay. with all the saloons and stuff. And then yeah. they were going to have the railroad system was going to go straight through their town. But they got which, bypassed. Yeah, they got bypassed. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think, I guess, ran through our town. So, yeah. Sorry, Aurora. I think, Sorry, uh, Aurora. <laughs> like, Decatur's nearby, and I think it took a detour toward that way. Oh, is so. that yeah, what they it? Probably think, they probably think the worst of us. That's has <laughs> got everything. Oil, railroads. Yeah. So, the railroad oh, missed them, and... <laughs> Which they would have that would have brought them a lot of income into that town, but none of that happened. They got sick, they were dying off, so a lot of people think that this was the the judge trying to bring tourism to the town, right. which some said that he was a prankster, but as somebody like now like that's a from eighteen ninety seven that's a pretty damn good prank. <laughs> right, you gotta be pretty clever, and right. hands off to your dress doctor because that's good. You gotta put the the aluminum in the trees. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of and, there's, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot you there's had to a do. lot of pre planning a hundred years ago for this to be the ultimate. Prank. And just right. like the uh, the the guy from the radio station said, if it was, and like you said too, if it was this, that's a lot of money to be giving up to make this big spill so big as it was because, for a dying town. Well, and because aluminum was very expensive back then. So that's mm-hmm. another note to add. Yeah, there. it wasn't common like it is today. Right. So, yeah, it's a very expensive prank, first off, and it's a very extensive prank. Did, did Judge Proctor know that one day we were going to have technology to be able to scan the trees for aluminum, or did they have something now, back then? wait, did they ever even establish, was it a wooden windmill? Yes. Or was it like yeah. it was one okay. of yours? Because yeah. you know nowadays windmills are made with metals, so right. that's what I was wondering. But you know what? Even if he did blow it up, rest in peace, Mister Proctor's windmill. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good windmill to give up for so, such a high. Right? Did high you believe traffic. in it? I uh, I would like to. I really would. But you know, part of me is always going to be sit back and go. I want to see a little more before I yeah. I actually. Oh, I'm gonna see it to believe it. If they go. ever announced, and I'm a big alien believer guy, so for me to sit here and go, mm, you know, I, I'd like to see a little bit more. But it's a really cool little story to visit. Right. If if they ever announce that they're going to open that gravesite, oh. we're there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. are waiting right there. I'll take off work. See you at work. Gotta go. <laughs> 
But I, it, this is, it's just such a crazy story that happened so close to us. Well, not in recent years, but it's a, it's a tale. It's a story, and it's just damn near in our backyard, almost. You know, just mm-hmm. a, a, less than an hour away. And it's crazy that we'd never heard of it. And before. they were calling it the smoking gun because it happened before flight. It happened before the hype of UFOs, extraterrestrial, all that stuff. So, which blew up in the fifties. You know that, that right. it started getting real big in the fifties. Yeah, so. this is this is is before the Roswell incident. This is mm-hmm. before all of this. This is one of the first encounters. So I, that's in multiple papers at the time. I will say this: uh, hands down to that small town because as. Much grief as they could get this, and I'm sure they get a lot of grief. Um, they've done really good to stick through it all mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. made it the best of their town because I know just from me telling a couple of people where I was going, I got a lot of grief. You're going <laughs> to go see aliens? Aliens don't exist. That's so stupid. You're wasting your time. So it's like, just think about a whole town that is built around this. And they're probably still probably pretty right, 50-50. But, do, but, but I'm saying they hold together really strong for this. And it was really event. and it was really cool because during the convention everyone was really cool. All, even all the participants, everyone who was there, everyone was friendly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it was, yeah, yeah, I don't know how to talk about that guy. <laughs> I think he was, I think he was just mad because somebody broke his little alien figure, so. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Poor photographer. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, everyone for the most part for the most part was uh, was pretty cool. I mean, it was it was an interesting experience. I'm gonna say that I I kind of believe in this because it's before, like you said, before the technology, before the Wright brothers, before before media, uh, any kind of real social media, right? You know, right? How would he know to even plant that inside of his own head? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I get that there had been other occurrences, and that's why he was thinking of it. But it's like, you know. I don't know. Word didn't travel as fast as it does now. Right. And that's the other point they made is that it took days or weeks to, like, get a newspaper throughout the next several counties. Unless he's a mind reader. Unless Could have been a mind reader. But, and being a small town, you don't have access to all the no. big ones like right. like the and bigger They didn't have cars right. like we have now. They had, like, what, 300 people before all this happened, and then their highest was, like, 4,000 people? Uh, I don't remember. It was, four, it was around 4,000 at the height of their at the height of the town's popularity, and then after everything started happening, they were down to 300. Yeah. And on the tour, she even said that before 114 came through, they were down to, like, 50 people. Oh, yeah. The, the Highway 114 is yeah. what really saved them, is what she said. Right. So. so even even if it were a hoax, it really didn't do much good because the town was pretty much spiraling out out of existence anyway. Right. Well, it it was a lot of fun. Hope I hope they have it again next year, mm-hmm. and this becomes an annual thing. And hopefully, we're still podcasting, and we'll be able to cover their ten year anniversary of the the the, the, the event. Right. And, uh, I just hope it keeps going because it was. It was a lot of fun and everyone was super nice. I'd like to take more field trips too. Yeah, we, we do need. That was a lot of fun, so right. we need to figure out more places to visit and uh, th- things to get into. Roswell. Roswell's <laughs> next. Roswell's next. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we can go to Area 51 and get kicked off the property. Get shot. <laughs> you can get shot all you want. I oh, don't, you don't want to get shot? I would That's rather not. No. They'll see you coming before you know you even realize you're getting close, too. <laughs> right? We run around naked. Capture me! Capture me on the Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting shot at. Me and Kristen are sticking JFK into the back door. JFK reference. JFK reference. <laughs> we started watching JFK last night. Didn't finish it. <laughs> like I'm the Patsy. <laughs> well, that's gonna be it for this episode. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Secret Transpod. That's at S E C R E T T R A N S. POD. Also, please give us a review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe. Our show is also available on Stitcher and YouTube. Just search for Secret Transmission Podcasts. If you'd like to contact us with any show suggestions or just for any reason at all, you can email us at secrettransmission at hotmail.com. We'd like to give a shout out to Tui Snyder. Uh, you can find her at tuisnyder.com. T-U-I-S-N-I-D-E-R.com. You can buy a couple of her books. Uh, Just go check her out. Go support her. Um, We'd also like to give a shout-out to the UFO Buster Radio with uh, Manny and Big O. Uh, They're on iTunes. Go find them on Twitter. 
Aurora, Texas Alien Fest uh, Twitter page. I'm not sure who's running that page, but they gave us a lot of love on Twitter, helping uh, post stuff for the last couple weeks. Uh, they are at A-U-R-O-R-A-T-X-U-F-O. And I'm sure if you follow that, you'll also get updates on next year's event. We'll be posting a new episode every two weeks, so please come back and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Let me just say goodbye, Roger. <laughs>